everybody. Good morning. This is your host, Jordan Tremaine, and welcome to the Perspectal Podcast, where we explore new thoughts, connect ideas, and offer perspectives that may change the way you think about a thing or two. And today, we're going to talk about magic. Okay. So, hello, everybody. Good morning. How are you doing? All the niceties of introduction. I really hope you're having a day that is worth living. Um, and if you don't perceive it as that, I hope that in time you will. Wink, wink. But um, today we're going to do something cool, or I think is cool. Maybe you'll disagree with me. Uh, when I first started the philosophy and critical thinking project known as PACT, and if you don't know, the Perspectal Podcast is part of a bigger project called PACT. Um, it included community discussions, um, workshops where um, basically stuff like how I present in this podcast, I would do live with a whiteboard and I'd have activities and um, I'd create conversation for a group of people and there'd be fresh fruit every time because I believe in fresh fruit. But um, I had those and then I had a podcast um, and then I also have an Instagram live uh, talk show periodically called Reality Chat. And um, all of those come together under this idea of PACT, which is about um, getting people to share ideas, getting people to um, engage in conversation that's not always comfortable, but that is fruitful so that we can learn and grow um, and hopefully uh, be people that can be uncomfortable, be people that can disagree, be people that can have conflict, but not necessarily violence. I want to be able to dig through our disagreements and understand each other so we can come to a place where we can live together for who we really are rather than not being able to disagree. So in order to live together, we have to pretend to be someone else. Um, that being said, um, before the pandemic, when I was having live community discussions and live workshops, they were normally on a topic, kind of like how Perspectal, the podcast, each week is on a topic. And I thought it would be a good idea to have a perspective episode on each one of the topics that um, kind of I, I did a workshop on. And I'm not going to do this in order because I have lots of ideas, but over time I'm going to be updating the kind of archives or lexicon or whatever word you want to use of perspective episodes with kind of the same ideas we were sharing at the community discussions and the, uh, at the workshops. Um, those were monthly, and each month there'd be um, a topic, and we'd have a community discussion on it and a workshop on it. Um, and today, we're going to talk about magic. That was one of my favorite workshops to have. It's uh, It came out in three different workshops, so there's probably going to be at least three different perspective podcasts on it. But um, we're going to start with the first one right now, which is kind of my general idea of magic. And... Uh, I think it's a good one. I hope you enjoy it. And, um, yeah. So when I think of magic, or when I think of anything, I always think that it, at some level, makes sense. It, at some level, is real because it exists, even as a concept. Like, even if you don't believe in, like, wands and hocus-pocus and abracadabra kind of stuff, the idea of magic exists. It's a real idea. We have movies about it. We have 
books about it. We have magic tricks and performers. So even if you don't believe that something really is magic, there's something going on. And um, when I thought about it, uh, I wanted to see if I could connect what uh, some people view as supernatural with what other people view as a concept. And like, what what's the kind of common thread between all the ways that people use the word magic? And what I came up with is that I think magic is what happens when you know how to use something, but not why it's working. And that's the magic of what's going on. It's that it's working, but I don't know why. So for instance, for most people, because most people have a phone, most people know how to use their phone. They know there's an on button, and they can press the on button, and it'll turn on. But most people don't know what's going on in order to make that phone turn on. From them pressing the button to the screen lighting up, they have no idea what's going on. There could be electronic circuits in there. There could be fairies inside of the phone that are shaking really hard to glow really fast so that the phone could turn on. There could be some dark wizard in a tower that's beaming energy at the phone, which is kind of not too far from the truth. But um, most people don't know what's happening, but they know that their phone is working. And so to them, this is magic. Because they don't know how it works, they just use it. And when you look at magic like this, which I think follows a lot of what we think about as stage magic and also, like, the kind of magic we see in movies and stuff. It's, it's, we see what's happening. I see the result, but I don't know why it's happening. Or I don't believe that it's realistic that it can happen, but I see what the result is. Um, and in this, this splits up into two different types of magic. I'm going to talk about one today. There's probably going to be a whole other podcast on the other one. And, um... I call this white magic and black magic, um, kind of to follow the uh, the previously constructed ways of talking about magic. Like, I didn't think white magic and black magic was the best way to say it, but because those are common terms, I was like, yeah, okay, let's, let's fit it in there. Um, we're going to talk about white magic today, um, but in a nutshell, uh, white magic is when I have my phone. I try to turn it on, it turns on, but I don't know why. So it's magic to me. But I know, in the back of my mind, that somewhere, there is someone alive that knows how this phone turns on. And because there's a wizard somewhere that knows this magic, then it's white magic. It, it at some level, is knowable. But then with black magic, um, black magic is where I'm the same person, I can turn my phone on, and I don't know how it works, but I know how to use it. But nowhere on the surface of the earth is there anybody that knows really what's going on. We just know, do this, and we get that, but nobody knows why. And that's black magic. But we're going to talk about white magic today. And um, I think when you look at the concept of magic through this lens, almost the entire world to most people becomes full of magic. Most things that you do on an everyday basis, you have no idea how they work. And I'm not trying to call anybody stupid. 
I think the world is incredibly complex, and it's really difficult for any one person to know everything about everything. Most people know a lot about a few things. We specialize and we get jobs in those things. And then we leave all the other stuff to other people because they specialize in that, and that's how we build a society. But when you, th when you think, like, okay, that's how the society is working. The stuff that I know how it works, I'm the wizard. So maybe I don't know how my phone works, but I know how taxes work. And so to me, I'm the wizard for taxes. Taxes is not a magical thing to me. It's just a thing that I know how it works and I know how to do it. But to other people that don't know how to do taxes, it's magic to them because they don't know how it works. They know they go to their tax person and get it done and it, and it works out for them, but they don't know the inner workings and all the different laws and loopholes and all that kind of stuff. And to this, like, when you get up in the morning, maybe you have an alarm clock. If you're not somebody that knows electrical engineering, your alarm clock is magic to you. It's this box that you don't know how it works. You plug it into the wall, and some, like, stuff goes into it to power it up, and it beeps at you at the right time. But you know that it happens, but you don't know how it happens. Like, oh, you don't know how the different circuits work and all that kind of stuff. You turn your TV on. You turn your car on. Um, the traffic lights that we use when we drive around, um, the train if you're going to take, or bus if you take public transit, like the whole systems that organize all that stuff. We don't know how that stuff works. Most people don't know how that stuff works. But usually there's a person or a group of people somewhere that's doing traffic control. There's a group of people somewhere that knows how your phone works. There's a group of people somewhere who knows what happens when you turn the key on your car and it turns on. Like the mechanic is the wizard in that sense. The For the phone, it's the software engineer or the computer engineer. Um, and there are people that know what's up. But most of the time, it's not you. And I'm not trying to call you dumb. I'm just... I'm in the same boat. I don't know how most things work. I'm a very curious person, and I like to figure out how things work. Um, but I, I'll definitely fully admit that most stuff, I'm like, what's going on with that? Um, but I think this is an interesting idea, because uh, one of the things that I have been in conversations with about in my work, which I do some engineering work, is magic and this idea where if you don't know how it works to you it's magic and so uh, I write directions or work instructions for how to do something or how to use a machine and um, depending on who's going to use the machine they could be like an older person that has had more experience or like a brand new person that doesn't know what's going on because they just got a job at the place that I work or the place that I used to work. Um, and as people writing work instructions, as people designing machines, as people trying to lay out the process, as the wizards creating the magic, kind of, in this particular sense, we would have these conversations about, okay, so the more magical we make this process, like the easier we make it for someone to use this machine or do this process or get their job done because the less you have to know about it to do it, the more magical it is. So um, if all you need to do is press a button and everything happens for you and it comes out good, then it's an entirely magical process. But like cooking, even though maybe you don't know the chemistry behind cooking, you still may 
need to know how to stir things or know how to cut things or know how to do this and that. And the more you need to know about what you're doing in order to do it, the less magical it is. The more of a wizard you are at that thing. Or, I don't know what the female version for wizard is. I'm going to assume wizard, like my name, Jordan, it, you can apply it to any gender or any um, orientation. I think wizard's an ambidextrous title. Uh, oh, witch? Is that the other one? I don't know. I feel like that's... Uh, I'm not sure about that. But um, I'm going to go with wizard for today. So, um, we would have these talks at work about how magical we should make something. Because on, on one end... If we make it too complicated, then people need to have a lot of skills in order to do something. But it's not a magical process, so we know what's going on. And the people on the floor, the people that are actually working with the stuff, not the engineers who did the planning, the people that are actually working on it, they can figure stuff out. They can troubleshoot. They don't need to raise their hand every time anything goes wrong because they know what's happening. But it takes kind of a long time to train people some in certain cases to get them to that level. Or um, you don't have a lot of people right now that are at that level. So we have to do this balance between, okay, so if I'm going to, if I want all 20 of these people to be able to do this task and only three of them, let's say, are uh, highly trained and can do the task like on their own, maybe I do need to throw some magic in there. Maybe I do need to make this easier and turn it less from follow the instruction books and know how to read a wiring diagram, know about certain temperatures, how they affect certain metals and stuff, and turn it more into like, hey, press this button. Um, but when I do that, when I turn the whole thing into, hey, press this button, then over time, people get used to pressing that button. And nobody has to think because the whole process has been done for them. And nobody has to troubleshoot. Nobody has to problem solve. Every once in a while, the engineer can come down and help troubleshoot and problem solve. But the people doing the work never have to do that. And what's interesting about this is there are technologies or there are things that at one time were white magic. Somebody came up with it. Someone created it, like the pyramids. Um, but over time... That information got lost, and now the pyramids are more black magic because who knows how they were built? Nobody alive, and we can't really figure it out. But at some point, at some time, it was white magic. At one point, there was a wizard that was able to create that kind of technology. And there's a risk sometimes of making things easy for people by making things push this button and it'll get done because, yes, it'll get done today, but you're teaching people that that's how it works. And there's a risk that people can confuse magic for wizardry. Where somebody can say like, oh, I know what's going on. You just touch this button and this happens. I'm not stupid. That's how it works. But that's not how it works. That's how I've set up this machine. But if you open the cover of the machine, there's a lot of other stuff working in there. You've just never opened the cover. And I think there's this kind of specious aspect to ma magic where if you get too involved in doing magical things or if you're not aware that there's magic involved, then you can think that you know what's going on at a surface level. But if you dug in a little deeper, 
you would be overwhelmed by stuff that you have no idea what's going on. And I think that happens in a lot of things. Like most people don't know how cars work. And so when their car breaks and they lift the hood, like they have to pull over to the side of the road because their car doesn't work and they lift the hood and it's like steaming and they're like, I don't know what's going on in here. That's magic. And they call a wizard and his name is Mr. Mechanic and he comes and helps you. But there's certain cases where, like with the pyramids, you can make something magic and there is a wizard some, somewhere. Like you don't, everybody doesn't need to know how to work on a car, but... Um, we have mechanics and we continuously train them and we keep them employed. So it's kind of like a system that keeps perpetuating itself. That's good. But there's certain stuff where by making stuff magical, by making stuff easy to use, we take the, the thinking out of doing it. Like in the old days, maybe the older version of this, you had to um, uh, change your own oil. But now everybody uh, gets their oil changed at the car dealership or something like that. And so over time, most people forget how to change their oil. And then it stops being a thing that really anybody knows how to do because we've made it easier. We've made it more magical. And there's certain things where there's a risk where if you make it magical enough, so many people are going to lose the ability to do it that nobody knows how to do it. And then you kind of just have to cross your fingers and pray and hope that nothing goes wrong. Because if anything ever went wrong and you had to pop the hood or you had to open the machine up to see what was happening, nobody, I mean absolutely nobody knows what's going on in there. And this was actually uh, an issue that got brought up a couple of times during my engineering work where the person who designed the really complicated machine and made it like they took all the complexities and all the things you had to know and boiled it down into this machine where you just push a button and the right thing comes out. They did it and it worked. And then they got a new job and they moved on. And then for a while it worked and people were like, oh, press this button and it works. Oh, press this button and it works. But then the machine broke and the engineer doesn't work here anymore. So how does this thing work? How do we fix it? And nobody knew. So we basically had to refigure out the whole process and spend all this extra work to figure it out because we had let the understanding slip away from us. We had let the white magic turn into black magic. Um, and so this is kind of an intro to a couple of episodes. I'm probably not going to do them sequentially uh, because I have some other ideas for stuff I want to do, but I'll, I'll get to the other magic stuff later, and then I'll get to the other stuff I did for the packed workshops later. Um, but I think this is a really interesting concept about magic. Um, this is how I think about basically all magic, even like the, you know, wave your wand and say like Latin words kind of magic, because that's like, um, if you've ever watched Fantasia, where Mickey is like, uh, the apprentice magician, and the, the real magician leaves and he tries to like clean the shop but then all the broomsticks like mess up everything it's because that that was magic to him he didn't know how to use it he thought he just would say some words and get the work done but he didn't understand what was going on so if anything went wrong he had no idea how to fix it and the actual wizard had to come and be like oh i see what you did okay blah 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 and then everything went back to order because somebody actually knew what was happening and um, I'm explaining this concept because it's 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 fun and practical, kind of useful, I think, to appreciate how magical the world is and appreciate how smart people are that can come up with these things and make them easy for everybody to use, but also to be wary about how 
much we don't understand things and how if something went wrong and nobody understood how it went, what was going on, then we could be put in a really bad place. And so I hope that we learn and we talk and we grow and we share and we communicate so that we can all become wizards. And in the meantime, um, I hope that there is a wizard somewhere you have access to in case anything ever goes wrong. Because I think the worst case is you're Mickey, you're trying to clean up the shop, you do some spell you don't understand, it goes way haywire, and there's no wizard to come home and fix it. And it just continues going crazy. I hope that that doesn't happen, but um, I think it is definitely very possible, especially if over time, as we use magic more and more, as we push buttons rather than learn how things work, as we... Um, pay other people to solve our problems instead of solving them ourselves we get used to convenience we get used to magic and that can really lead us down a path where we can get stuck in a spot where we have no skills ourselves and we have to go to someone else but what if that person is unavailable um so some food for thought um i think it's pretty positive it's kind of a interesting thought maybe you take this as negative but that's up to you um but this has been the Perspectal Podcast episode on magic. So, uh, yeah, I hope this was something interesting for you. And um, whatever time of day it is, morning, noon, night, I don't know, maybe you're in space or something like that, whatever kind of day, whatever time of day, whatever kind of day you're having, I hope it was real. And I hope that this idea, this concept, this uh, thing I'm putting out, in front of you called magic turns into a, a conversation somewhere down the road anyways this has been jordan tremaine i will see you guys next week have a good one